I've decided I want to revisit um, a, a chapter from Beyond Order, 12 More Rules for Life, Jordan Peterson's uh, newest book. Rule 11, do not allow yourself to become resentful, deceitful, or arrogant. I'm revisiting it because when I first went through it, I found it a little bit challenging. I didn't really get a lot out of it, and I figured I'd, I'd give it another go. And this is another, yet another, one of those things, pieces of advice he gives that where on the surface you'd be a complete fool to argue with it, and yet people still do just because... They have a perception about him that I, I don't know what forged that, but they just simply don't like it. Um, so do not allow yourself to become resentful, deceitful, or arrogant. I can't think of a single human being who would sensibly argue that those are good things. Um, I mean, my inclination here is to actually just kind of talk about how I think of those things and... But I might do that a little bit just to get kind of my own thoughts out of the way and, and so they're not cluttering things up. But I really want to try in this one to, to kind of wrap my brain around what, what he's saying in this one. Actually, uh, one of the reasons why I thought to do this, I was reviewing my uh, my, my original review of uh, Beyond Order, and I noticed something. You could almost make a drinking game out of this. Out of you, you take a shot every time I say, you know, and not like in a normal, sensible way. For example, if I were to say, you know when, blah, 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 but I just say, you know, I stick it in apparently a lot, you know, see, I did it there. And hopefully, uh, hopefully it's one of those things where it's like, oh, I got to pay more attention to what I'm saying and, and that and it's, it's one of the things I like about, you know, ah, damn it. I did it again. Oh, it's one of the things I like about reviewing what I'm doing. I like that idea of becoming more self-aware and it's funny because I just found out that I don't know if I should say who this is. A person I'm aware of. A person that I know to be a chronically negative person is apparently doing TikTok videos sending out inspirational messaging is like mhm mm yeah be, not being self-aware usually isn't a good virtue it's how we become known to others as being hypocritical it's interesting because that actually ties in quite well with the chapter but anyway on with the actual subject at hand so I was thinking about this this morning in a weird kind of roundabout way. I was actually thinking about humility in a different way, and then dots started connecting. I was thinking about it from the perspective of, um, I've, I've mentioned before, when do you stand? When do you sit? When do you stand up for what you value? And when do you sit down and 
analyze, am I right about this? And I was thinking, well, maybe that has to do with, um, you know, if, if you're standing up for something. I, the reason I was thinking about this, come to think of it, was because there was this uh, song on in the radio, on in the gym. And I won't back down. No, I'll stand my ground. However it goes. And it's like, is that always a good thing? And I guess we have to decide what are those values that we're pretty firm about. We we feel we're pretty happy with what our position is on those. But that can't be all of our positions. There has to be somewhere where it's like, well, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm not quite right. Or maybe there's more for me to know to actually come to a conclusion here. Of course, doing that requires humility. And humility is certainly a good thing in most areas of life. And I think the lack of humility is what leads to arrogance, which is one of the things this is talking about. So one of the first points that he kind of dwells upon is the idea, and it's an idea that he talks about a lot, actually, that is life, our experience of life is like a story. And he goes on to suggest, you know, we can say that reality is, maybe there's a bit better of a scientific explanation for what we experience and so on. And even though we like to think of ourselves as scientifically minded, the reality is the way we perceive our interrelations and our regular experience, uh, unless you're a psychopath, basically, is, that's my words, not his, is... uh, kind of in narrative forms. We see ourselves as kind of the hero in our own story and our memories are kind of in story form and these kinds of things. But so I found myself asking, what is the point? I mean, this is interesting, but what does, how does it relate to the idea of not wanting to become uh, resentful and deceitful and arrogant and those things? I think I think his point, and he kind of says this at the end, is that through great stories, we learn the values that we carry through our lives. I mean, when we're telling stories to our kids or watching a good movie or whatever, sometimes we draw these kinds of values from them. And when, and these are the kind of noble qualities that we can see in stories and and hopefully try to incorporate them into our own lives. I think that's kind of what he was suggesting was that stories can serve as a way to teach us the kind of moral lessons that he's suggesting we implement. So one thing I think that I've probably said a lot is this chapter is very difficult, but also I think it can be quite rewarding. It's kind of one of those things that it boggles my mind in a sense how someone could construct a chapter this way. Because I have a funny feeling that it'll be one of those things that you can go back on and back on in years to come and either find something new or find new relevance or what have you. For me, I'm currently trying to really get something out of it beyond the obvious, beyond the obvious title of the chapter, trying to 
not not allow yourself to become resentful and deceitful and arrogant. It's obviously sensible advice. I think the, what he's trying to do is demonstrate how you might get there in a way that's it's not easy but I think it's necessary because the reality is that nobody feels that we ourselves are capable of these things this is what I was talking about when I was mentioning about people being at least perceived as being hypocrites because we don't see these tendencies within ourselves so so I think it's easier for him to demonstrate it by showing how it occurs in story form, in narrative, in, in mythology. And as well, of course, he gives example of some of his clients, but this chapter heavily leans on mythology. And so I'm kind of trying to absorb it in bite-sized pieces. And one of the... This is a big bite, but uh, one of the bite-sized pieces is he talks about the seven characters that generally show up both in myths and in real life. Those seven characters being the hero, the adversary, wise king, tyrant, positive maternal figure, negative maternal figure, and the seventh one is chaos itself which is quite an interesting one. And he describes it in stories as like the whale that's sitting there waiting to consume you. As as a representation, obviously. I think he's quite clear in saying that chaos... Actually, all of these things, they, they need not be feared. They need... They, in fact, have to be understood. So according to him, you not... In order to not fall victim to becoming being naively manipulated by any of these forces, you need to acknowledge their existence first of all, and then understand them to the best of your ability. It feels to me like that explanation, that simple explanation, that there's all these things that are out there and might want to manipulate us if we're not careful in understanding them and acknowledging them. That almost could have come at the beginning, to, but I know that's his style is his style, but for me, because I understand things quicker, I should say, quicker at least when they're, the path is obvious to me, I personally would have started with that, but I mean, he's... To, he's him on me so but it, it's really funny that because his warning is all about how if if you're not aware of these forces and you do become manipulated that's essentially how people get a skewed world view a as he calls it insufficient worldview and ideology that can lead you down the path towards essentially extremism, radicalism, uh, even even just being that lady throwing a temper tantrum in her car because some senator, you know, she didn't like, uh, got 
put in that kind of thing right you, it's so it's funny to me that he make that it makes the marvel's accusations against him even all the more insane when we when you see that he is deliberately warning against the very things that lead to extremism um i mean one of the one of the rules i suppose that is probably or at least one of okay one of the rules that is important to understand is the hero role and that's probably because we all if we think of those characters well we can think about okay which role am i in my life and probably most of us want to be the hero and that's or at least that's almost certainly how we consider ourselves he makes an interesting suggestion because just like all the other ones we need to understand the role of the hero and according to Jordan Peterson the the proper role of the hero should be the preservation of life but with the understanding that nature is sometimes trying to kill us so again not falling prey to naivety 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 but so being aware having wis- having a, a level of wisdom and protecting and preserving life that's quite interesting especially when you think of a lot of people who feel that they are noble and justified in say rioting and smashing and looting things destruction i think most sensible people would suggest that there comes a time and place when you do need to stand up and fight against opposing forces i don't think that would imply that you know attacking a country that's giving you every opportunity to succeed by smashing in a local store owner's window i don't think anybody who took 2 seconds to think would agree with that but people justify themselves in these things i think it's dangerous i think it's naive it's foolish and it demonstrates that you're a slave to your ideology i think it's fair to assume that one of the implications of all this stuff is that ideology and an ideology of any kind tends to be a misrepresentation this is was was what he was saying in an in insufficient world view not a non-nuanced view of the world and that can very easily be the starting point towards resentment and once you are resentful towards other people a society as a whole then that resentment can overtake you and that resentment can easily turn into arrogance it can easily turn into being deceptive it can easily lead into you becoming the very manipulative source that leads other people into resentment 
as kind of an aside here, Jordan Peterson talks a lot about the how detrimental resentment can become. Resentment and envy because they somewhat go hand in hand. And he talks about this a lot in terms of how resentment leads to mindsets of say things like communism and socialism how it's all about you have more than me and I don't like that therefore the government should come in and take from you to give to me which If we break that mentality apart, I think it becomes quickly clear how that is not a good way to go through the world. I can't see any rational person justifying that when they break it down into those terms. I know they like to, they, they tend to get wrapped up in the idea that of the top 1% or I've even seen people say it's not even them it's the top 0.01% and they just want to keep changing that number and keep changing who has an unfair advantage and they want to say well you have an unfair advantage because you're white or because you're a man or so on so I'm going to be resentful and try to morally knock you down a peg for that even even if I'm not saying I'm going to come in and take from you, I'm going to try to make you feel bad about those advantages that I'm claiming you have that I don't have. I'm a victim and you're oppressing me. Jonathan Haidt actually talks a lot about this, about having the world view of us against them. And the world is only... only consists of victims and oppressors and you are one or the other so which one do you want to see yourself as a victim or an oppressor and of course that's ridiculous to view the world that way but so many people do and it's extremely detrimental and that's what leads to resentment obviously because if you feel that everybody <clears throat> is either oppressing somebody or a victim of another oppressor, why wouldn't you feel resentful? That's the natural reaction to that kind of worldview. I mean, a lot of these things you have to stop at the source. And I think that's why acknowledging that tendency to view the world in that way as victims versus oppressors leads you down this path towards envy and resentment. And envy and resentment obviously lead you down other paths of justifying resolving that perceived injustice by any means necessary. I talked through this next bit a couple times and I'm going to try to redo it because I wasn't quite happy with how it came out, so bear with me a little bit.
this is sort of a rehash of of what I was thinking as I was listening to to the idea about uh, ideas he had about resentment specifically and if I'm understanding it right it seems he's asking us to attempt to have a nuanced system of beliefs and values to appreciate that there's other values than just our own uh, I think he does this because he suggests that resentment kind of goes hand in hand with narcissism and so if we deliberately have gratitude for those who came before for those who sacrificed for us while acknowledging that their sacrifice isn't evenly distributed amongst everybody then perhaps we won't fall victim to becoming resentful for those things um, he suggests that democratic societies have the benefit of allowing a back and forth between these differing values and there's there's kind of pushback and generally speaking over over the course of about a decade you'll have all sides represented because the two political sides tend to be polar opposites of one another um so when he when he asks the question flat out so what what causes us to fall prey to resentment i think i think the point is that he says it's a general feeling of being wronged or oppressed and then he goes through a lot of the ways in which we might feel that way uh, all the forces out there that cause us to to be overtaken by bitterness and resentment and there's a lot and in fact he says it's it's almost little wonder that we don't feel that way more often with that being said, that's it's not so much an excuse. It's more about we ought to understand it. We ought, we ought to come to terms with those things. That way we can deal with them in a mature and responsible way. It kind of reminds me a little bit of the idea of uh, Jung, Jungian uh, psychology. Um, what's it called? Incorporating the shadow. So understanding your not-so-great tendencies and... And instincts that way you can deal with them maturely and wisely when they come up um, it's funny because right now uh, supposedly uh, you'll have to forgive me a little bit because I, I haven't been really following this in the news but the the trials are coming up for the guy who killed George Floyd and I guess people are threatening riots if it doesn't go the way they want it's this ridiculous idea of feeling that they are somehow victims and oppressed by their society because if, if the ruling doesn't go the way they want which from what I understand he's surely going to get charged with probably second degree murder or something like that because it was clearly um, undue uh, uh, use of force, excessive force. That's what I was looking for. But I don't think it was premeditated either. I think it was exacerbated and, and probably he was a little bit over eager. And then when George Floyd, I think he was a little bit out of his mind and, and the situation got out of hand. 
So it's probably going to be a second-degree murder charge. And, of course, people want him executed or charged with first-degree murder or whatever, even though that's not necessarily appropriate. And if it doesn't go their way, I don't like what you have to say, so I'm a riot. Something like, something like that seems to be the mentality. So it's it's a good modern-day example of people feeling resentful due to their own narcissistic views that they feel are more important than the judicial system taking its course. Um, so, so one of his suggestions is to realize that, that a lot of this comes from asking ourselves, why me? And why me kind of implies that I don't deserve this. Maybe I, even I don't deserve this as much as somebody else deserves these horrible things. Which is, again, quite narcissistic and, narcissistic and quite... I mean, it is, it is basically the definition of the victim mentality. And so he says, instead, maybe try asking yourself, what did I do to cause this? The answer might be nothing. But what you can do is you can, if there is a situation that's going bad in your life and, and you can realize if the role that you played in getting you there, then you can maybe take the steps to not repeat those things. You can make yourself a better person. You can grow from it. You can, but the things that are pure random or, or just bad luck, then at least if you face them and, and address them and realize and see them as what they are, maybe you don't have to feel resentful about it. Instead, you can realize that things just didn't go your way this time. He mentions that, you know, there's a lot of people in the world and a lot of people with bad fortune and a lot of people with worse fortune than you and not all of them become resentful. And in fact, in his experience, the ones who do tend to become resentful and see themselves as victims are the ones who have been over-coddled and haven't really had that difficult of a time. Deceit and arrogance, he kind of places together in an interesting way. He suggests, first of all, that everything good comes from truth. So truth creates things that are good and therefore things that are born out of lies, therefore are not good. And the way it ties into arrogance is to say that people who are prone to become deceptive have convinced themselves that telling an untruth is okay because it serves their current purposes better than the truth would. And individuals doing that, of course, are extremely self-centered, extremely arrogant. It's to think that you are smarter than everyone else, or at the very least to think that your needs are more important than the needs of others. Okay, so after all of that, after all of trying to wrap my head around what he was trying to say, and I, I think I kind of got there this time through going through it very, very slowly and, and giving it my full focus, I think I get it, and there's not much there to disagree with, 
but I think it would be more meaningful for me to sum it up with my own thoughts and my own takes because quite frankly those listening that would be interested in exactly what he had to say would just read the book so I've been trying to break it down and and glean something from it get through the sometimes complex language he uses and sum up what I think most of us can take from this chapter and I think it all comes down to awareness the thing is when it comes to self-awareness it's hard to know exactly what to be aware of when you're not looking for it once you recognize the things that can be occurring you that you can be guilty of once you know what to look for then you can see those things and with anything it's harder to implement these than it is to actually talk about it and to think about it and a lot of these ideas are great and we'll agree with them and we'll nod our head and then in the moment it kind of goes out the window because we're overcome by emotion or hurt or feelings of betrayal and it in the end it doesn't really matter where those come from whether it's being manipulated by the media or whether it's just feeling beaten up or beaten down or or discouraged or whatever those things are that are overcoming you it's hard to really truly be encouraged in those moments it requires a lot of self-discipline and a lot of self-strength to get out of that i know i'm personally one somebody who takes criticism very harshly uh, I, I have a hard time with rejection, with feeling like I've let somebody down or let myself down, and I have a hard time overcoming that and feeling the encouragement and seeing the, the positive sides of it. All we can do is reinforce those ideas, I think. Reinforce really good ideas, remind ourselves of them there's been multiple times where I've reminded myself of the simple phrase you got this just tell yourself you got this and telling myself that goes a long long way but it's just remembering to do it and thinking to do it when that's the furthest thing from your mind and you don't want you almost push away these ideas because I consider self-loathing to be a bit of a beast that it, it feeds upon itself and it wants to continue to exist and it so so these feelings of self-pity and being down they, they feed upon themselves and they almost don't want to leave you and it's hard you've got to fight against them I was feeling that way this morning and I felt I need to fight this but yet I don't want to. And so I actually listened to a new cue from the from the uh, Justice League. When, when Superman comes back, it's such a great little piece of music that, that's powerful and brings back the Man of Steel theme and stuff, and I listened to it, and that just inspired me. That piece of music inspired me that I've got to fight against this, and I've got to push through it, and I've got to... And, and who do I want to be here? So 
I think that's where this this comes in is is acknowledging those things, realizing where these feelings might come from, trying to address them and and it's probably good I went through it a few times because getting that those kind of messages multiple times is probably a good thing. So I'll I'll leave it at that and uh Hopefully this has been helpful to other people, maybe if you've been challenged by these ideas.